Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Galarian. This is the Called Shot Podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of the Called Shot Podcast. I am your lovable GM, Wes. And in this episode, our crew finally gets to name their very own ship. What kind of adventures will they have in the near future? And what would you do if you had your very own pirate ship? Find us on Facebook or Twitter. Leave us a message about what your grand adventures would be. We love the interaction and talking to you about that. And if you have run Skull and Shackles before, let us know what your crew did. What fun adventures did you have on the high seas of Galarian? And we took time and discussed the name of our ship, their ship. After the episode, we went back and recorded some stuff. And uh, we thought it was a lot of fun. So we hope you enjoy episode 33, Fortune's Revenge. And so let's meet the characters again. It's been a while since we have actually checked in with all of our characters to see how they feel about things. You guys have encountered Nagas. You have lost friends. You've gained friends. How are things flowing for everybody around the table? Uh, Valley, let's start with you. How's Kitnik feeling about things, especially after that confrontation with Zugray not too long ago? Which confrontation with Zugray? Which one, right? <laughs> All of them. Well, especially the one right after the fight where Kitnik was distracted by shiny objects and trees. And then he actually came after Kitnik a little bit. Oh, yeah, where he was upset with me. Well, I really, he's not been around long enough for me to care what he thinks. Oh, so Kitnik is just dismissing everything. Uh, well, no, not everything. Just okay. those particular comments because, like, you know, he's... He has no idea who she is or anything about her, really. I mean, they've just really been around each other for a short amount of time. So her her concern really is, you know, she wants to make sure that her two longer time friends, you know, Fane okay. and Sebastian are fine. And she cares about their opinion and they seem to understand when she talked to him. So, so. it's a you don't know me sort of defense. Right. Okay. Right. So what else is going on with Kitnick? She's very disheartened at this point because she now has come into port, found out the person she was looking for wasn't there, saw a portal, and it slipped through her fingers. Sorry about that. And sorry, not sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and then now she's got this big hulking guy who is, shows a, a, a disdain towards the Fae who's now saying that they're on the same side looking for the same thing. So she's just got all kinds of crap going on. Still confused. Confused a little kitnick. Yeah. Poorly. So she's got to figure out what to do now because, you know, she keeps losing friends and she's now she's thinking that it kind of sucks having friends because then they die and then she's sad. <laughs> and so. Right. Yeah. So, Knowing all of this and meeting some of your other characters, where does Kitnik think the boat or the ship is going to head next? No idea. No idea at all? No, I mean, I know where she hopes it's going to go. Okay, so where does she hope it's going to go? Uh, she hopes it's going to go to where the, the other person that she was looking for is at, which is, I think, Blood Cove. Yes, Blood Cove. So, yeah. Which so I she... believe you have learned is just up the coast, basically. Not too far away at all. Yeah. 
So I, I think she's hoping it's going to go to Blood Cove, but she is also a very small voice on a very large ship. So. Sure. But you have friends. I do have friends. And you're even friends with the captain. I have friends in high places. Yeah. So let's uh, go over to said captain, Mr. Fane. He jumped over the table and skipped some people. I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how is Fane doing now that he's become captain with some of the new crew members? This is some of the best material ever for him to write his play. <laughs> like, he's been Shanghai you know, while he was in the middle of it kind of sucked you know uh saw a pirate island i guess uh, a shipwrecked island a shipwreck on an island uh, lost a friend great dramatic changes in in this in the swing of the story when he writes it um uh, fought nasty monsters he'd never really seen just heard of every once in a while and then made it to a pirate port which was attacked by even more fantastic creatures. I mean, this is the story is writing itself. He's he's having the best experience ever, and now he's the captain of this ship, and he can kind of direct it in a way that he would think that the story should go. Okay. Oh no. Directing your own <laughs> yeah. story. Uh, being in theater, I know the one of the worst things you can do is have a writer be the director for your show because there's no there's no conflict. So this is what's happening with Fane now. <laughs> See, I'm kind of picturing it more like he's a gonzo bard, like a Hunter S. Thompson sort of thing. <laughs> Does that mean he's going to randomly shoot at us? Yeah, maybe. Uh, lots of drugs. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Uh-huh. Lots of drugs are going to show up well, suddenly. We were tree fi- bark, so I'm getting started. <laughs> we were 15 leagues out of Blood Cove when the drugs took hold. <laughs> and that's why we don't let him steer the ship. And so the audience actually had a chance to learn something about Fane. Now, I don't think any of the characters heard what happened. The uh, specifically talking about the exchange with dead Adagoke, hmm. where you did said something really cool. It was uh, basically him sending his kindest farewell to him in his native language. Uh, which... So does Fane know what he said? Does Fane understand what he said, or is it just something that came to him? No, no, it's it's Fane's native language. It's okay. he understood every word of it. That's his that's his primary language. You know, common or whatever have you is his secondary language. So it was him speaking his native language uh, as a, you know, kind of a farewell to a, a crew member who was had made a he had made a vow to to protect him and you know that didn't work out. So his way of closure for the vow was to give him advice on his way in the afterlife. That's kind of what the uh, the thing was in the the epitaph, I guess, as you were. It's, it's uh, him saying, you know. I won't tell you exactly what he said, but it was basically a send-off and advice on how to stay uh, on the right track when finding your home to Shimia Magala in the afterlife. See, I like to imagine, though, because we've seen you do this to a couple of dead characters, that you're really, like, sucking their souls out of their bodies, <laughs> and you have them, like, in a little, like, jar on your side, you know? Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> who, who uses jars, anyway? I mean... <laughs> you're like, I have much better methods of holding my souls out. It's, it's called, called freckles. <laughs> I was going to say it's called tattoos. <clears throat> How does Fane feel about the newest crew member? Which one? We have two pretty much simultaneously. I'm actually thinking about the newest crew member, the one we added last week. Alyssa? Alyssa. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Naga. Yes. Oh, man. The only thing he can think of right now is strategic advantage of having a Naga aboard a ship if we ever get in a fight. I mean, sending the Naga out to take care of the uh, the rudder of another ship, make it uncontrollable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, It's perfect. What have I done? 
<laughs> so let's jump over to Sebastian. You had a chance to really shine last week in your negotiations with Calissa uh, and mm-hmm. Samuel. Sebastian, he's very pleased with himself. <laughs> because, yeah, the negotiations have been about as well as, I mean, short of getting the crown, about as well as he could have liked. He would have really liked to get his hands on that crown. Um, you know, acquired a, a naga, as uh, as Matt said, which is just going to be fun. Um, In a broader sense, Sebastian is, well, much like Fane, he's become quartermaster of a ship. He's had a lot happen in just a few weeks. He's pleased that he's keeping moving because, well, the whole reason he came to the shackles in the first place is uh, trying to avoid attention from his past. He's a little concerned about his new crewmates, and by that he doesn't mean the Naga. The Ulfin, given the whole reason he fled from the north, he's a little suspicious of. The goblin is amusing, has been useful, but it's a goblin. <laughs> and the whole baby thing, man. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that was pretty funny. Yes, it was. I was just giving you a warning, man. <laughs> Fruit baby! Yep. And I guess, much like Kitnick, he's seen... He's, he's made new friends and watched a couple of them die. But for him, it's sort of a reinforcement of, is he getting too comfortable? Family and friendships are sort of ephemeral anyway. The fact that he's concerned that two people are now gone from his life makes him worry a little bit. So how does Sebastian feel about your possible next port of call for the nice new large ship? Well, Sebastian... Doesn't as he's kind of trying to keep moving rather than have a specific location in mind. He's a little content to sort of go wherever, but he is intrigued by the uh, treasure map and the potential, but also the potential of Blood Cove. Nice large port, the ability to do a little gambling, make some money. He's uh, looking to find trouble wherever he uh, ends up. Does Sebastian care too much about the next place? At the, at the current time, no, because unlike Kitnick or uh, Fane, he doesn't have a specific place he wants to go. Okay. He's more trying to keep moving and avoid than he is uh, trying to find something. That's fun. <laughs> so let's meet our, uh, let's talk to our new, two newest characters. Let's start with Zugre, the lovely goblin. Uh, it's been an absolute blast reading Reddit's reaction to Zagre, <laughs> your little songs that you sing. So do you have those pre-written before you even get here? How do you come up with those songs? It kind of depends. Some of them I'll have like roughly sketched out uh, if I know there's going to be a, a story point that's going to happen. But a lot of times I just kind of make something up as the story, as you tell us the story. At the table. Davery, everybody, Davery. <laughs> the amazing Davery and his uh, songwriting abilities. I love them. They crack me up almost every time <laughs> That's so That's awesome. I had a listener tell me that he almost spit his drink out of his nose during the baby conversation. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> almost? Yeah, he said he stifled it. He didn't uh, quite. He was yeah. at the bar and using the headset, so it had been beer out the nose on the with the bartender. I have to up my game. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, so close. <laughs> what was it? Somebody said the other day, challenge accepted. That's right. <laughs> yes. So, what does Zagre think about his newest companions? Uh, honestly, he's not super impressed with them. Really? Yeah, like most thus far, everyone's been mean, 
cowardly or mean and cowardly. So Rough. Okay. He, uh, they're better than being stuck at Rickety Hakes, but that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Oh man, Davey laying it out as it is. So, so yeah, he's he's like, well, I'll stick around with these guys, and they'll eventually get to some place that isn't rickety hakes, mm-hmm. and then he'll kind of decide whether or not he wants to stick around with them more. If maybe things get better, if not, maybe he'll be like, all right, well, thanks for the taxi left. I can hear the audience now screaming at the other four players, going, "You better keep him around." <laughs> I thought those two things were virtues in goblin culture. <laughs> you mean the goblin culture is Zugray's not in? Exactly. <laughs> He's moved on. So, where is he hoping the ship will sail next? Well, he's just got the general, the general goal of being a pirate. So, just wherever he can be piratical. <laughs> and when he says he wants to be piratical, how does he? What does he picture as being a real pirate? Well, so far as he can tell, being a pirate involves going, taking other people's gold, putting it in a, tre- a treasure chest, and then burying it somewhere. He's a little hazy on why you bury them, but he knows that's part of it. Does it make gold trees if you bury it in a treasure that's chest? That's kind of what he's thinking. He's thinking because you know, he's a <laughs> druid. He gets the idea of planting. Like, he <laughs> understands that. So he's guessing that's got something to do with it. But other than that, he's like, oh, I'll figure it out once I do it a couple of times. Oh, man, I'm going to love that moment when uh, you guys finally get some treasure in a chest and you insist on putting it in that chest and then burying it and not spending it later. I'm looking forward to that encounter. (laughs) And let's check in with Ark. How is Ark feeling about his newest companions? Uh, You haven't known these guys for a longer, very long time, but uh, you've now encountered Nagas, but you didn't fight them. What are you thinking about these guys? Uh, he is not their biggest fan necessarily because he just doesn't see the sense in a lot of what they're doing. You know, he's grateful that he got them off, that they got him off of the island, but he's seen them in action. And in his head, those Nagas' easiest way to take care of them was to behead them all. And they want a bargain, and it's like, well, there's no fun in that. You know, just get rid of them. That solves your problem. So he's kind of weary because Fane has promised glory and gold and. He sees how he handled this last situation, and now he's stuck with a Naga on the ship, which he wanted to kill. So, you know, it's kind of just a weird situation for him, I think. I think at this point, he realizes that they are a means to an end to get him to his destination. I'm seeing a lot of using out of this group. <laughs> we are pirates. Yeah, we're pirates. <laughs> I like the change. I like the change. A little bit of evil, a little bit of self-centeredness. And that's actually a good thing, I think. Yeah. So where is Ark hoping this ship sails next? Uh, he doesn't really care. He really well, that's not entirely true. He does care as long as it gets him to where he thinks he needs to be, and that's mainly wherever the Fey are going to be. Uh, he hates the Fey, but he's also looking for somebody that's hiding amongst them, which is why he's eyeing Kitnick so much. So, so you just revealed a little bit about Ark. Then you're actually trying to get to the Fey world in order to track somebody down? Yeah, and I think he kind of mentioned that mm-hmm. in the episode okay. uh, when Valley or Kitnick, you know, had the run-in with the Fey. He sort of talked about, like, hey, I need to get there, too, so we're going to get there, even if I don't like you. So is this a blossoming relationship happening between you and Kitnick? Do you think you'll get over <laughs> your distaste for the Fey? I think it just depends. Maybe some Fey. Uh, Kitnick <laughs> and her very purple hair? Yes. All right. You know, I think it's another one of those kind of means to an end. If she is the reason that I can find the Fae, so be it. I'll grow on him. 
<laughs> As you do everyone else except Zugray. Yeah. I will I'll say, Zugray too. <laughs> he is also super excited to be on this ship, though, because he is used to commanding, like, you know, a small ship of like 12 people. Mm-hmm. And the idea of being on this giant ship is kind of exciting because Especially it's. Especially now uh, that it has a ram. Yeah. It has a, a real, sh- you know, it's a real ship. It's a big ship, and it's one that he could possibly command. That's a Naga bed, that ram. <laughs> you haven't seen the ram yet. She may not want to sleep on it. Well, and we'll get to that later this episode. Anything anybody else wants to talk about, get off their chest, or discuss about their characters before we jump right back into it? Deadly silence. I'm good. So, Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot. Does Zugray have a song for everything we just talked about? No, he has a song oh. for something else coming up in the episode. <laughs> you looked like you had like a split second there. Yeah, you were like, like, I can do this. I don't, never yeah, mind. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Gotta have two songs in that episode. That's too much. <laughs> what was it? I think my favorite thing that has come out of Zugray so far has been the hashtag Zug and Coffee. Someone on Twitter was talking about listening, drinking coffee and listening to Zugray's songs and, you know, hashtag Zug and Coffee. And I was like, <laughs> That's going to make it to a t shirt. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw, but one of the people that listens that I, I know actually said that they were driving down the road listening to a song. It was a pirate song. And in their head was unfolding this music video encompassing the characters from the podcast in this music video. And just his, he sat there and described it to me. And it was hilarious. And I was like, you know, if we're getting that far into people's lives, it's awesome. That's great. <laughs> That's right, listeners. We're in your head and you can't get us out. Right. And so let's jump back into it. I believe when we left off last week, you guys had just re-entered Rickety Hakes. And he had looked at you guys as a group, all grins, and he said, Your ship is done! It's finished! You look over and the scaffolding's being taken down and they're halfway finished with that project. And there is your new ship. The, and a lot of the outline has changed, but it's still your ship. She's a beaut. When the ally, what kind of ship does it look like now? Is it like a cultural? Is it look like a Mwangi ship? Is that how it works? Does it change to a, a new style of ship? I don't even know. He wants us to tell him, I'm sure. <laughs> Valley is well on the way. So start thinking about it. But I'm going to describe basically the process that your ship went under. Was to change the overall outline of the ship. So when somebody sees it from a distance, they don't see the man's promise. They see the ship that they have never seen before. So the outline has changed. The superstructure has changed. Nothing inside. None of the. So they also changed the way the rigging handles, as well as uh, so the ropes are hanging a little different. The outline's different. It's just different. But when you get close enough, you start to see maybe it is the man's promise. But somebody has to be familiar with the original ship, and as well as uh, really looking at it. And they got to spend five minutes and succeed on a perception check to know that this is the man's promise, not what you guys are going to name it. So does the crew do, did the crew give suggestions to Hake or did Hake take over that completely? So it's just, we get what he gives us or does he accept our suggestions? He pretty much would do what he thinks is necessary using his practiced eye. Mm -hmm. Now, if the group wanted to pay a little more money and do some superstructure things and add and change and make some things different, He'd be willing to do it. So what does... Go ahead. Well, speaking of money, we've gotten a few discounts. What is our final cost? We'll get to that. Okay. All right. But let's think about what your ship looks like now. It was originally more of a um, a Rahadumi merchant ship. So now it could look like anything you want it to. So let's talk about that for a second. See, that's why I was asking because 
I know from Zugray's backstory, and then I'm guessing Ark's backstory, the two of them would most likely suggest uh, Ulfin designs. Okay. Because that's who he learned. That's who Zugray learned how to sail from was an Ulfin. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of a design where when you, I guess, unfoil the <laughs> stuff. Unfurl the sails. Unfurl the sails. You're welcome. Like they kind of <laughs> drop out to the side, almost like a fin. Oh, okay. that's cool. So it kind of it goes out to the side a little bit. So when you see it, it almost looks like a almost like a cobra or like a fin something that's like attacking. You know, that kind that's of thing. Awesome. That was, it uh, is awesome. A neat idea. And it lines up great with my RAM specifications. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving where this is going already. And so uh, Rickety takes you to your ship. He shows you the new sails that fold out like fins. They show you some of the lines that would uh, be reminiscent of the Ulfin designs that you guys were talking about. And he shows you the new ram as well as a new figurehead that Three Fingers has carved specifically for this ship. Adam, I think your character was in charge of that design. Yes, and uh, Adam, myself, I actually looked into how the horn or the ram is supposed to work because I wasn't entirely sure myself. Essentially, it comes from the bottom front of the ship, and it creates like a concave looking shape with the head figure. And the reason that it does it is so that it can kind of scoop in other ships and tilt them over so you can jump onto them or it keeps them from moving away from you. And if you want, you can totally wreck a ship and sink it that way. Uh, so it was kind of neat. But essentially, what they'll see is whenever they see this ramming horn, near the front of the ship, you're going to see two hands come together and they're holding a spear. And the spear goes out and instead of it being like a sharp point, it's the uh, the head of a bear and so it's just this blunt ramming object and it goes into another hand that reaches up and it kind of looks almost I don't want to say like a sock puppet but that's what I'm thinking of but it's a hand holding a Linorm's head so our head figure is just this hand holding a giant dragon's head essentially and then a spear coming out with the head of a bear that sounds fearsome <laughs> right yeah you see that coming down the road at you or the sea at you what are you gonna do sea road that ship gets an intimidate check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, you guys mean business. And I'm liking this. Yeah, I think we've been thinking about this for about what, 32 uh, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like four months or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else about the ship you guys want to talk about? Anything you want to talk to Rickety about? What's yeah. the anchor look like? What does the anchor look like? It doesn't like? work at it, night. It, it, Freaking gnome. It looks like a little ball of gnome. It just, <laughs> I'm imagining it looks like a parking brake from a car. Right? I just have a little handle I pull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to name it. Yes. You do. We have to discuss the name of the ship. Oh, Zugray will need a collapsible podium for up near the, the wheel. A collapsible, <laughs> so you can stand tall enough to help drive it. That's right. <laughs> and also, I was thinking, uh, if it's if it doesn't take too long, some sort of uh, like contraption hook on the side that Zug can put his ship onto it, sort of like a, a wayboat or something Which like that. Which would be easy to do. You would just replace uh, one of the jolly boats that are already there, and it can now be Zugray's jolly boat. That's so great. It's come cool. along. Right. I like that. And so Rickety says. When you, after he shows you the ship, uh, he finally notices your newest companion. Uh, reason he didn't say anything earlier is as soon as she got into the area, invisibility. And she's been invisible for this entire time. I would imagine that the people like in Rickety Hake's area would probably try and kill her. 
if they just saw a Naga walking around yep. or floating around, whatever they do. But <laughs> you're at basically the top of the scaffolding. You guys have entered your ship, and she has followed you guys all the way up and onto this ship. So you're standing on the deck of your ship, and finally her last invisibil- visibility spell wears off. And there she is standing next to you, and she is meek and quiet and like almost like trying to hide behind ropes and boxes on the top deck. And Rickety just looks over and goes, she's new. <laughs> she is indeed, my friend. Hey, if you want to know, ask the captain. It was part of the deal. We took care of your problem, and we took her on as crew. And so he, uh, he looks at you and goes problem i just had you deliver some food and rum to calissa there was a problem but we took care of it fine you still have a truce and you have one less alpha naga to worry about samuel samuel you convinced him to leave (laughs) yes matt doesn't remember (laughs) yes (laughs) let me listen to the last episode i'm sitting here like Doing the whole memory look, like, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yes. He went, uh, I guess, for, further north or northeast away from the coast to set up his own territory. It's impressive. How did you do that? Words. We convinced uh, Calissa's other daughter that she was better off returning to the fold and uh, not living under Samuel's rules, if you will. It certainly wasn't the way I would have handled it. That's interesting. Um, and if that's taken care of and our truce is extended for another year, then, uh, well, I guess your ship is uh, free. Okay. <laughs> I'll take care of uh, everything else that you owed me. And um, I believe you have earned your keep. It's much appreciated. Uh, did you Have you chosen a new name? Don't, don't tell me what it is, but have you chosen a new name? I don't think we have yet. Give us a moment to discuss. Sure. You can discuss it tonight uh, in your rooms before you go to sleep this evening. However, Captain Merrill Pegsworthy has offered to rechristen your ship for you tomorrow with uh, some of my most mediocre wine. It's awfully nice of him. (laughs) Do you accept his offer? And I will explain. Uh, In order for a ship to have good luck moving forward in the shackles. It is customary for a free captain of the shackles to rechristen a new ship. Um, To not have a free captain do it is bad luck. Well, considering he knows what ship it was before it was squibbed, he would be the perfect free captain to do it. So we are agreed? Sure. We will do the rechristening ceremony tomorrow at dawn. So... At dawn? I have a... Lunch. <laughs> I want you out of this dock so I can move Pegsworthy in. You Fair must en- leave. Fair enough. <laughs> and he just gets a little cold. This is business now. Understood. This ship is not making ship. him any more money. Gotcha. So actually didn't make him. Yeah, it made him peace. I guess it's worth money. Was that? I was gonna say we can just sleep on the ship. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so tomorrow we'll have the rechristening ceremony. Uh, make yourselves comfortable, of course, either either on your ship or in our accommodations. And I will see you in the morning, unless you have anything else you need to discuss. Not right now. Um, didn't we need to talk about a, uh, a a map piece? Oh, yeah. You may have given us our ship for free, but you did agree to give us more information. And it, out of his back pocket, 
he pulls out what remains uh, and matches up perfectly with the torn piece that you already have. And I also offered a bit of information for you. Yes. Sugray's eyes get a little wide when he sees that you have a treasure map. <laughs> <laughs> with parts. Just a piece of it. That he Two can pieces use to now. plant treasure chests. <laughs> <laughs> Which grow into treasure trees. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Big weird seeds full of gold. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> we did see a, what was it, a, a field of gold? On field the, of gold on the island, on yeah. Rack. That's yeah. where yeah. someone had planted yeah. some treasure ah, chests. You, you were there, we just didn't know. It's where it. they scattered coins. <laughs> and so I believe I offered you a piece of information about the dragon Kelazar. Yes. In order to deal with him, you may want to learn everything you can about the Talden culture. He responds well to that. T-A-L-D-E-N? D-A-N, but yes. Okay. And we'll all jump on the Pathfinder Wiki tonight and learn <laughs> about it. That's right. And so, my obligation to this group has ended. I appreciate the opportunity to refit your ship, and I hope you consider Rickety Hakes in the future for all of your refitting needs. And he grins and then begins to work his way down the scaffolding. Like you us can- on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, leave us a review. And so now you guys are standing on your ship with your newest companion, the Naga. And what, what was her name? Alyssa? Alyssa uh, with Alyssa. a Y. So Gray turns to her and says, Look, you got us our ship for free. You're already blessed of Basmara. You're of, a good omen. She kind of perks up a little bit. And she looks at you and goes, Um, I don't think I'm going to be welcome in this small city. Uh, if it's okay with you, I would like to stay on the ship tonight. Of course. I thank you, Captain Fane. Where should I go? And I wave my hand at somebody to give her somewhere to go. There's this awesome place that you're going to love on the ship. <laughs> it might remind her of home, actually. It is called the Bilges. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Like It's kind of swampy. It's wet. It's humid, I'd say. She'd probably love it down there. And I don't have to see her. <laughs> And Alyssa kind of looks at Ark a little bit, very mistrustful. And she looks at Zagre. Um, could you show me these bilges, Zagre? Nah, you basically figure out where they are. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's right. Zagre's <laughs> never really been on the ship. Yeah. You just so, go down. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, just go hit the down bottom. as far <laughs> as possible. And so, Zagre, this is your chance to explore your new ship. And you just start like, I can picture him just going from room to room. Exactly. All yeah, he'll the way just down. open d- random doors and yeah. then just make announce what, what they is. are. Yeah, make it up if he doesn't know. <laughs> Opens up, there's Alberry's like, and this is my pet yeah. thing. Yeah. And Sebastian okay. is very hits glad a, he locked the quartermaster's yeah, chambers. It's a locked door. That's where we keep our locked stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then right behind you is a trap door. You go to open the trap door, and it is dark under there. Yeah. But do goblins have dark vision or low light? Dark. They do have dark vision, so you can see down there with no problem. <laughs> Nagas also see in the dark, so it's not a big deal for her. Okay. And she actually perks up and goes, you keep water inside of a wooden structure that floats and keep the water out well i mean it it keeps coming back in they pump it out with those things but then eventually it'll just keep coming back this will be my job i will be proud to man to 
Naga, the Bilges. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. She just became my new favorite crew. <laughs> <laughs> right? No I'm, more Bilges. Never no have to worry about bilges. that again. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. We can set this place up, make, make it real nice for you. Get some, well, we probably don't want any hanging. Put like a Naga door in there yeah. so she can come and go as she wants. <laughs> we can get this set up for you. Get a Naga man's pole. Like. What do you think Naga's like, right? <laughs> Okay. Uh, what else do you want to do, Zuggery? Anything else? No, nah, he doesn't really have anything. He's okay. Just so make your way back up to the top. What are you guys doing for the evening? Uh, before we leave the ship, Ark would like to investigate the ramming horn and just make sure that he built it out to his specifications. Can I roll like a profession sailor and make sure he didn't do anything weird? It's silly to run a uh, to roll dice when not necessary. Okay. Uh, it is perfect. Awesome. Three Great. fingers has done you proud. Good. It. In fact, you could take out your little measuring stick that you told him that you wanted to use, and everything, every line is perfect. Awesome. Okay, that makes that makes uh, Ark very happy. What else? Which do we ever determine which three fingers he has? Have I think it was um, pointer finger and thumb on one hand, and just like a pointer finger on the other. <laughs> Ma- magic hammer, man. Remember magic. <laughs> yeah, magic hammer. hammer. Okay, yeah. I just that would be very awkward. Mm-hmm. If this is our last night. I'm going to go ahead and try to do diplomacy uh, for infamy checks. Shit, thank you. Inf- infamy oh, checks. Yeah. Okay, this is the last chance. All right, so you are going to go back to the tavern. Anything else you want to do on the ship before you guys make your way back to the tavern area? We should probably introduce Alyssa to the rest of the crew at some point. By the way, that's yeah, yeah but we'll <laughs> that's actually a really good idea. Probably wait till we're out at sea, <laughs> so they can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> We're so, already short-handed, or like right at-handed. We have four other crew members we need to give uh, bunks yeah. to or hammocks to. And she's not going to want to come off tonight anyway, so we'll probably need to wait till we leave in the morning. I think she's going to love it down there. I really do. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like her environment. It really is. More power to her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Zugray will actually find fingers. Alyssa says she wants to run the bilges. She wants to take that whole place over as hers. hers. Kit does a dance. She's just like yeah. off in the corner, like happy dancing. <laughs> All right. And so you make your way back to the tavern. You tell your stories. You sing your songs. You get the entire crew to sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. And you tell the tale of uh, the Naga. And everything that you did so amazing, Sebastian's silver tongue that saved the entire group, how he was able to bring on new crew members. How many plus twos do I get from assistance? So I will say, we had somebody tell us that listened to the bottle episode that, you know, while we were retelling all of our stories, there would be a full bar probably listening in and that you as the GM should give us a plus for that. Man, <laughs> this is rough, guys. I love our fans. You're, you're, listeners suck. You're bringing in the listeners on your side now. I mean, we are yeah. pirates. If I can cheat at this, going to Heck yeah. Take a plus three to everything else, Master Fane. All right, Captain Fane. Sorry, sorry. Right. Uh, so that's total plus three. Yes, I will use a hero point for this. Uh, so plus eleven to my. Flip that coin. I want to hear it. And remind the audience. So, uh, if you get if you get above X number, you get a point of infamy. Correct. If you get above Y, do you get two points, or can you only get Correct. one per roll? You said we can get up to three. You can get up to three per roll as long as you roll high enough. Okay, but three per port. 
right? You can yeah. do a maximum of five per port, three on one roll. Oh. If so I've I already remember. got one. I actually, let me roll that back. I think yeah. you're correct. Yeah, it's three, three I and a port. I thought you said three and one yeah. port. It is three and one port, and you I can like get five, three and one port. That's fine. No. All right. Yeah, there it is. Uh, hero point in. How many hero points do you have left, Fane? One. I have one. One left. Let's see. And I'm having. Today has been a total brain fart all day. What am I rolling? Is it diplomacy? Is it bluff? It is the best bluff. skill you have between diplomacy, bluff, or intimidate. It's going to be a bluff. And so I just read the rules. Uh, which is kind of cool. Um, the most you can get in a single port is five points of infamy. Mm, okay. The most you can get on a single roll is three. So I have accrued one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can get to three more yep. here at this. Okay. And now, does the skill you use determine if it's infamy versus... There's nothing else. There's, oh, okay. It's just I, an infamy check. I thought there was like a negative infamy and a positive infamy. Well, there's disrepute. infamy and disrepute. Gotcha. Uh, infamy is your overall score. Disrepute are the points you can spend. Okay. And when you do this infamy check, you gain one of each. That makes sense. Okay. So before he rolls, he's got the... I know, I know, but I'm trying to help you out, brother. Sorry. Uh, so he's got the plus eight from the hero point. Yes. He's got the plus three from the yes. previous chatter. Is it an option for anyone else to give him an aid another? You can only have one aid another, and I've already given him that. And that's the plus three. That's plus yes. three. Okay. So that's a big one. So I have a total of plus 11 to my roll. To your normal skill. Right. And your roll. Yep, so the plus one is from the audience. The plus two is from you guys working together. Thank you, crew members. There you go. Also, crew members, you you should vote that we all get hero points. I'm just saying. (laughs) Hey, that could work. Just tweet us, call Chop. All right, Matt. I think we've discussed it to death. Let's see your roll. One. Total is 30. Total (laughs) is 30. You get two. Count them two points of infamy and disrepute Yay. on that roll. Good God. How high do I have to roll to get three? Ha ha. It'll Holy go God. up every time you level up as 20, well. 20, 30, 40? Maybe I should roll double digits next time on the D20. That would help. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. You are finished. Things are beginning to wind down, and you still do not have a name for your ship. I think we need to grab drinks and go sit in one of our rooms and talk about it. It should be for fortune's bastard. <laughs> I just I don't, yeah, I don't want to be a bastard. I know who my parents are. <laughs> so do I, but they were bastards too. Okay. <clears throat> I do like revenge. I can appreciate revenge. Okay, so 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 we got revenge. I like revenge. Revenge is good. We, well, you know what? Fortunes are good too. <laughs> uh, Fangs probably passed out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> What a low constitution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> poke, poke, poke. <laughs> Fun days. Ark would, su- Ark would suggest, how about since the joining of two new crews, we join two names? Fortune's Revenge. Fortune's Revenge. I can I, get to behind that. I like this. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Somebody kick the captain. <laughs> Sebastian pours an ale in his face. <laughs> Don't waste it. <laughs> captain. Yes, sounds great. And you're fine with this? What was it? <laughs> Fortune's Revenge. Very good. As captain, I agree. Give me another ale. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to really regret this in the morning. I know where the aspirin tree is. <laughs> <laughs> and the hammock. <laughs> and the hammock. And so you all pass out for the evening and find yourselves on a new ship 
press ganged <laughs> for Captain Merrill Pegsworthy. You, know, you have to work your way back up to the Son top again. So that's how he has a fleet. I'm just going to point out, he has a much nicer ship we can steal. There you go. And we're not first level anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've learned how to do that's this. That's right. That's right. We're professional mutineers. <laughs> <laughs> and so you wake up in the morning uh, to the hammering on your door. You guys, I picture you just passed out all over the room. Somebody's propped up in a corner. Somebody's laying over the sofa. Who's Zug's hammering like, on my head? I was say, Zug's like curled up on top of Ark's head. <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. That's right. Fucking nest up there. If you don't stop hammering on that door, I will sew your Desna damned lips to it. Then open the door! That is locked. Did we lock it? <laughs> and so he op- opens the door. Rickety walks in and goes, what are you all doing? We have a ceremony to christen your ship so I can get your ship out of the dry dock and I can get Captain Merrill Pegsworthy's ship into the dry dock. Will you get off your yelling. asses? No yelling. No yelling. I will continue yelling until you're up and out. And he just goes off at the top of his lungs. You realize I can sew your lips shut. And he shuts up. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Kipnik. Hand me old painkiller. <laughs> I'm the wand. <laughs> no. No, we're not wasting it. Fine, fine. Go chew on a tree. <laughs> Sebastian will kick Fane a little bit. And Ricky says, <laughs> I have the thing that will cure all. Meet me down at the bar. Zugray climbs on top of Wampus and goes, Take me downstairs. <laughs> That's when you realize the cat has been drinking too. <laughs> and he slug, slinks downstairs to thump, to thump. And you all get down to the bar. He has a concoction of basically Bloody Marys ready for you to go with aspirin installed. Uh, you stir it with the uh, bark. <laughs> nice. And you all, and he get, ushers you out to the dry dock. Can I have an umbrella in mine? <laughs> an umbrella? All of them already have umbrellas. Oh, wow. Fancy. Ready to go. Fancy. For his <laughs> finest guests that paid nothing for the refitting, nothing but the best. And so he brings you out to the dock, and the whole village has arrived to see your ship off. All 50 of them. And Captain Merrill Pegsworthy is standing there in his nice large coat with uh, golden epaulets. And he's got a very large bottle of wine in his right hand. To have the metal and brazenness to take a ship from Captain Barnabas Harrigan, that is a deed worth telling. To bring her here, to get her refit, that is wisdom. To know your next course of action will show bravery. Be together. Be one. And take all the gold for your crew. And always remember, good fortune and sure sail await what one can crack the tide water rock. And he takes the wine bottle and crashes over the front bow of your ship, spilling mediocre wine all the way down (laughs) to the dry dock below it. And they immediately start using donkeys, horses, other draft animals to pull your ship until finally... It begins to float on its own, and they have it locked in so it can't float away. But your ship is back in the water. Woo! You now have another hour before Rickety kicks your asses out (laughs) off of this island. Uh, Let's go around one by one and tell me what you do in this final hour. 
I'm assuming that you take care of your crew. You're going to do some minor shopping. You're going to get your supplies ready, get it all moved on to the ship. But what are you guys doing for now? Um, Sebastian is doing exactly that. Since he's the quartermaster, he's going to get all the crew back to their stations and make sure all the supplies we need are loaded and laid in and uh, largely oversee that. He doesn't uh, have anything he wants to buy at this miserable little port. <laughs> He's ready for the next one. Eh? Pretty much. Very good. So I see you with lots of checklists and lots of clipboards and surrounded by a couple of assistants. <laughs> and lots of yelling. Yeah. yeah. Kidnick, what are you doing for your final hour on Rickety Hakes? Gathering up all my stuff, making sure I haven't forgotten anything. Nothing else you want to take care of? Mm, not really, because I'm, I'm pretty well stocked up on my stuff. So Connor finds you, and he says, I'm ready to get underway again. You'd love? I'm ready to go. Let's do Let's this. pack stuff up. Zugre. So is my ship already on is my ship already on the big ship? Yes. That okay. was installed as part of the last finishing actions uh, after the scaffolding was down. Okay. And have the supplies been loaded or are they being loaded? They're being loaded, uh, but they're starting to wind down very slowly uh, quickly. Okay. Um let's see. Got that. I've mentioned some minor spell components and stuff that's really about it he's just gonna be helping get everything there you know, just load up the ship put a naga on board she's got no hands how can she hold a sword <laughs> <laughs> and arc uh arc would probably do some basic shopping like you were talking about okay. uh on top of that he would probably go and see brock's wife off with brock one more time before they get on the ship together so you probably find Brock there in the final hours yeah. uh, at the gravesite yep. overlooking. Uh, it's already getting on to 9, 10 a.m. The sun is well into the sky at this point. Anything specific you would like to say? Just wanting to make sure you're following our deal. I am. Glad to see you on board, Brock. I'm sorry for the tragedy that happened here, but know, know that your wife will end up in the halls of Allen Hall, where she will probably party with all of the great gods, because she was a mighty fine warrior, and I think you know this as well. He claps you on the shoulder, the biggest grin on his face, and he says, and some of the biggest adventures I feel lie dead ahead, Ark. They do. Let's, Let's go do. find a place on the ship for you, my friend. Thank you. And Fane, anything that you need to take care of? A um, couple of minor items to buy off air, uh, but I do want to go find one more time to Rickety. Kind of to thank him, and I have gotta ask him one more thing before we leave okay uh probably rickety is upstairs <laughs> crying over the gold that he's lost refitting your ship <laughs> um but he's he's working on paperwork uh he's he's got some drawings on his desk as well for captain merrill pegsworthy's ship uh just trying to do some preliminary work on that okay you she should, looks up you should you, start looking at those drawings it's only fair it's our turn i was <laughs> yeah gonna be sneaky <laughs> uh so you open the door he's he kind of looks up from his drawings he starts turning pages over frantically kind of pushes them off on a corner he goes yes captain fang uh first i would like to thank you for a job well done thank you for the discounts i hope that the naga do leave you alone they most likely will Kalissa is a very strong naga yes i will have a fleet and i will bring every ship here I thank you, Captain Fane. I, I hope that uh, as you sail, you finally appreciate the true worksmanship of my employees. Fane casts prestidigitation to create like a very obvious illusion, like that it's kind of the palm of his hand, like a hologram sort of, like of a okay. face, and he just holds it out, kind of you know at his belly, 
Have you seen this guy? And Rickety starts to look at your hand. He goes, can you, can you turn it around? Jai. Sure. I have it rotate, rotate 360, around. the three, you know, 3D Im- image. That's very impressive. And then as soon as he realizes what he's looking at, Rickety goes pale white. The, all of the blood drains out of his face as he goes, wait a minute. I recognize this face. It was 13 years ago. It was just after I had finished my dealings with Calissa for the very first time. And he came, he came through here. He tried to keep his face hidden with the cloak, but once he let it, uh, he was he was a little lax with it, and I saw it, and he saw me staring at him. Do you know who that is? Yes. He's, he's, that's a drow. Yes. Why? So you've seen him. Why, why do you look for him? That's really none of your concern, but I am looking for him. Um, there was, there was someone... There was somebody else with him. He was he was with someone else. Uh, it he, well, it looked like a human, but when I when I saw the hood fall away from your person, the person with him, it's almost like he he let he let a spell go lax, and I saw the worst it was the head of a tiger on this human. And it was, it was like just an outline, an invisible... Uh, it's so hard to describe. But it was blue. And as soon as they saw me notice both of them, they just smiled at me. And then it was all over with right away. Faint smiles. Have you ever seen a tiger? Have I ever seen a tiger? Y- yeah. From deep, deep in the Mwangi forest. Probably not. I've only seen a sketch of, sketch of one, but... I'm pretty sure that's what it was I saw. The person was a tiger? A blue tiger? Well, it was... A person with a tiger face. It was just the the head. And as soon as he finishes saying the head, his eyes go milky white. They start to roll into the back of his head. And he floats barely an inch off the ground. His arms hang limp at his side. And it's, it's, rickety, it's Rickety's mouth moving, but it's an ancient voice that you recognize coming from him. And it says, I see you, Miriam. I see you very well. You have changed much since your days as an assassin for the High Mother. You lost me 22 years ago when I entered that city. You have no idea at the power I unleashed deep below Harrowspire. The power that I held in my hands as I drew my maps. I serve a being far greater than the mightiest house of our fair city. I follow him now, but I am not unkind, Nerium. Your journey to find me begins in blood code. Seek out the one with no hands. I wait for you, Nerium. Bandasura beckons you. And then Rickety's body just slumps to the ground. He's breathing, but he's unconscious. Fane leaves. 
Does he shut the door? Nah. All right, what else do you do? Walk to the ship, go to my captain's quarters, shut the door. You don't speak to anybody? No. And so everybody else, you just see <laughs> Fane come out of the tavern. What does Fane look like at this point? Obviously, you're pale already from your normal paleness, yeah. but... Uh, the usual, like, mirth, the usual naivety, joy is gone. He is just dead. Dead eyes. Just not speaking to anybody. Walks to the ship. And that's it. Make ready to sail. When we're ready, let's go. The happy-go-lucky faint is gone? For now? Not right there right now. Once he closes the door. Gavin looks sour. <laughs> that was a little weird. That's the look of a man who's seen, uh, well, something from his past, I suspect. So, Quick arc, uh, arcana or planes or something. I've heard Bandasura. Yes. Can I do a knowledge check to see maybe if I know more about that? Yes. Give me just a moment. Okay. Probably going to be a somewhat ugly one. <laughs> Of course, given your bonus. Yeah. yeah. You have used that word several times in casting your spells. Uh, at least twice. Uh, spell ch- the knowledge for outsider. Arcana. Uh, planes. <coughs> planes usually. Knowledge planes. Yeah. All right. I'll call it here in a second. I got to get my voice back. <coughs> that hurt. <laughs> All right. That's a good voice. <laughs> Apparently, in order to do some of your voices, you need to take up smoking. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <coughs> I look Sorry. forward to meeting that guy and making you do that voice all the time. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I almost threw up there in the middle of it. Okay. And so you're looking for a knowledge check. Do an, give me a knowledge planes, and it better be astronomical. Pun intended, hopefully. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. 23. 23. Not a clue. Never heard of it? Other than the references that Sebastian has made that you've picked up on, mm-hmm. not a clue. Okay. Okay. And so you are in your captain's quarters. Everybody else, you finish up with your items. Uh, the captain has given the order to make ready to sail. Ark would like to knock on the captain's quarters. Okay. You said set sail. You never said where. Get us out of Rickety's. Simple enough. And so I actually, I picture Art just getting up on the deck and beginning to give orders. Yeah, I don't think that you've appointed me as anything, but I mean, I am a very, I, I sail. That's my thing. Right. So he would get up. You do this. You do that. Do things that ship sails. I don't Zugray. <laughs> Adam has no clue what those things are. Zugray throws his podium in front of the wheel, jumps up on it, says, Slap the fork whistle, whip the clang dangle, raise the flipper snips, we sail. <laughs> what little green said. Meanwhile, the actual officer on the deck, which is assumedly Sebastian and Jape, although he can't give orders. I was about to say, what's Jape going to shout? Come on. <laughs> Uh, we'll give we'll give orders in a more clear manner. I love picking a mute as the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he can never talk back. It is like the most sinister thing ever. <laughs> Raise the anchor, half sail. Let us get out of this place. 
Uh, and for the time, barring other orders, we head north. So I go raise the uh, anchor. <laughs> Take the parking brake off, yes. <laughs> so who is actually going to roll for sailing? Um, I can roll for sailing. Right. Usually, What's... so far, just kind of throwing this out there, usually it's been Sebastian up to this point. Right. Uh, so it's just, I was going to say, whoever's got the highest sailing. I said, should we be super meta and just ask who has the highest sailing? Oh, that's the greatest way to do it. Yeah. That makes great radio, guys. Good work. Good work. I'm so proud of all five right so, now. So, no? <laughs> Given that both of these guys, that both of these are new crew members and Sebastian doesn't actually know if they know anything about sailing. Right. Yes, yeah, Sebastian's going to kind of gently nudge Zugray to the side. Perhaps later, my friend. We'll see how you, uh, how you handle the ship on the open seas first, eh? All right. I'll go over here and secure this part. Excellent. So, so uh, Zugray's going to give him a plus two. Okay. He'll eat another. Sure. And you go take care of the fork whistle. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Fork whistle. Secure yeah. your clang dangle. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that Ark would be like watching Sebastian. You know what, Davery? That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, Thank that you. was me tossing a hero point in Zugray's way. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to think oh, that Lord. Ark would be watching Sebastian to see exactly how he sails this ship compared to how Ark has been sailing his entire life. All right. Uh, 19, including his plus two. And Sebastian makes way with everybody in their appropriate positions, all of the, the officers giving orders, Sebastian calling them out to them, and he begins to make his way out. And you sail out of the cove. And you're into the fever sea. You can go left. You could go right. You could go straight ahead. Once we're out, I'm assuming I have a porthole or a window in my officer. You've my got big captain. windows. You do. Okay. Yeah, yeah big bay windows. That Once don't I see open. that we're out, I open the door. And we'll find out what you say next <laughs> week. Oh, oh, denied. <laughs> That's a great hit. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> grab drinks and go sit in one of our rooms and talk about it. I think we need to grab drinks for real <laughs> <laughs> as players and sit and drink about it. Uh, yeah, you're right. We need to discuss this. We've got a lot of different cultures on this ship. We have a Naga. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, let's get some input. I have a suggestion. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kit, of course, would be sitting there thinking for a while, but but no, I, uh, I have a suggestion. Um, I would put forth what we call the ship Bone Rack's Revenge because that's the place that we really, we, we lost our friends, we found new people, but it really has kind of set us on the course of being true pirates at this point. And I feel like now we're going to go take revenge. <laughs> I just think that's a, a, an appropriate name. Good. We have new crew members we have to take into account. Mm-hmm. I agree. I had an idea, but Sebastian, what were you saying? What were you about to say? <laughs> well, given the circumstances that has led to, well, all of us, even our new crewmates, to be on the ship, I would argue that uh, we are uh, essentially Fortune's Bastards. And thus, I think that might be an appropriate name for the ship. Fortune's Bastard. We've been... Uh, 
We had quite the run of bad luck, all of us, and is just now turning around. Ark, you're new to the ship, but you've heard our story. What do you think? I do believe that a ship's name is one of its most important features. I, however, do not think that I should partake in naming the ship, as I do not foresee myself on it for the long run. Sug? I haven't actually been a crew member yet, so it's not really my call. And I thought of Harrigan's Folly. <laughs> I don't want to name anything after that. <laughs> What's a Harrigan? It's who we took this ship from. Oh. Ooh, that's a, that, that's a challenge right there. Oh, he's coming for us. <laughs> we, it's coming. Eventually. <clears throat> and so you begin to discuss the names that have come up throughout the night. What are you guys going to go with? One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> out of so character, I like Bone bones. Rack. I do too. Like, like I don't have an in-character vote, but out of character, I like Bone Rack. Is, is the out one. of character, what do you like, Adam? Honestly, I like all three of them quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like them all. I just like that one the most. I think they're all good. Well, I mean, I, our ship wrecked there, so that caused us to have to come here, which is where we found Zagre. Our ship wrecked there, so that's where we found Ark. It's where we lost our friends. That's where we've, you know, fought other stuff. It's just a whole lot of stuff kind of culminated at that island, and it needs to be something, you know, intimidating sounding. <laughs> it does sound intimidating. Uh, Chad, what was your name one more time? Uh, Fortune's Fortune's Bastard. Bastard. See, I would have to say that's probably in character and out of character the one I would like the most because I think naming it Bone Rack is like leaving a stigma on this island. And from Ark's perspective, it's just an island. So, like, that island had nothing to do with your all's transformation, if that makes sense. But fortune's bastard is kind of neat because it's like more than likely you guys have had some really bad issues kind of up to lady luck i guess you could say well that even applies to ark yeah you can just marooned on the island zug gray was told to wait for the next ship we don't like to talk about that <laughs> <clears throat> all right so we either have to have a deciding vote or a flip a coin <laughs> how about a combination of the two bone racks bastard <laughs> Fortune's yeah. Revenge. Fortune's Re- Actually, I kind of like Fortune's, Fortune's Revenge. Revenge. Fortune's Revenge it is. Yeah. All right. Fortune's Revenge. I like it. So sounds now, good. would you do it for me in character, you guys mm. coming up? I just want to hear what it sounds like when this group decides on a name. Especially after we've been drinking for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll call it here in a second. I got to get my voice back. <clears throat> that hurt. <laughs> All right. That's a good voice. <laughs> Apparently, in order to do some of your voices, you need to take up smoking. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <coughs> I look Sorry. forward to meeting that guy and making you do that voice all the time. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I almost threw up there in the middle of it. Okay. <clears throat>